All right, so we've been talking about full circle. Um, and so let's go to Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. Um, and we'll, we'll start here at verse 18. We're going to uh, focus on verse 19, but we'll start. Romans 8, 19 is going to be our emphasis, but uh, I like reading verse 18. This says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which, which shall be revealed in us, the sufferings of this present time. So we've talked about it here before. Suffering is uh, one of the definitions is restrained retaliation. So, so, you know, some of the things that we may allow or may look like, um, you know, we haven't jumped into grabbing, um, you know, what we're going through now doesn't even compare what shall be revealed in us. Verse 19. This is for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So people are waiting for us to come full circle. Look, verse 20, it says, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from, shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption uh, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Right? For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. It's waiting for us to come full circle. And, you know, as you're going through that process, it's so tempting to uh, abort, you know, your process, you know, not to complete your full circle. Um, and, and, if, and, and the reason why it's so tempting is because the adversary doesn't want you to complete your full circle. So he's constantly offering you different things, trying to tempt you with this or tempt you with that, just trying to get you to get off your, your, your game. I remember, uh, what was it, uh, Nehemiah was building a wall and Sam Ballard and the crew was out there trying to speak things to them to, to, to weaken their resolve in completing what they're supposed to do. But it's like, man, you can talk all you want. This is what God told us to do and we're not getting off of it. Uh, we talked to this morning in the Master Life Discipleship class, we were talking about how Jesus revealed uh, Jesus' whole process of discipleship was, number one, to reveal God. Number two, to reveal God as a source for all that he did. Even when he taught and he spoke, it was like, this came from God. You know, it wasn't about, he, he tried to draw no attention to himself. It wasn't about, yeah, I've, I've researched this, I've studied this. It was like, God, 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 God. And then the last thing he was teaching was obedience. He was teaching obedience. And so we had talked about how, because there's a, obedience has its full circle. And so, so we were saying that Jesus worked so hard to teach obedience for a particular reason. And so Jesus didn't select leaders. He selected servants. And, this, and, and he taught them obedience. So the servants that selected that he taught obedience, God promoted. Jesus didn't promote them. God rose them up to be leaders. The apostles didn't start out as apostles. They started out as as servants or disciples. And so what happens is we, we, we try to skip disciples. We try to skip obedience. We try to skip service. Even as children, we can't wait to not have to listen to our parents. But if you really understood the system, you will be looking for opportunities to be submissive and obedient to your parents. You know, even as we're disciples coming up and growing and, you know, we have callings on our life, we can't wait to do our own thing. Matter of fact, some of us has always done our own thing. Those are the people that are sitting in the chairs that, that most of their life they're operating in freelance, unaccountable. Well, that person is limited in submitting to authority, uh, submitting and operating in obedience and submitting to authority, so they're going to have limited authority. It's just, it's just a reality because not, it's not a consistent. Like kids don't, can't freelance at home, right? They live in a home under tutors and governors to a point in time, and then they're released into their own. But they can't be at home. You know, your kid's five years old. It's like, All right, I'll, I'll be with you a couple of days. And then, yeah, I'm not talking about split homes. I'm talking about the ideal situation is to grow up and be nurtured up and then released. And so it's, it's, it's a full circle in growing up. Some of us left home early, and we left home early maybe because the, the parents had never grown up. But the reality is you still needed something. Like you, like you may have, have, have went out on your own, and some of us can boast. I've been on my own since such and such. Have you been on obedience that long? 
You see what I'm saying? Because that is what the goal is. The goal is, uh, we, uh, we went over this morning, a disciple obeys. And we went through the different levels of how the disciples, Jesus said something, they did it. So it wasn't about, uh, we talked about this morning, there were some that was uh, impulsive. Some of them were superficial. If you just study it out, I'm talking about their personalities, their character and the things they did. You know, you got two of them talking about, can we sit on your right hand or the left hand? You got one of them that doubted Jesus. You got another one that betrayed Jesus. They weren't selected because they were uh, ready-made. They had already come full circle. They were selected because God knew they would be servants and they would be obedient. And, li- and if you look at all the things that they submitted to that made absolutely no sense. We talked about some of them this morning. And so this full circle process, and when you're going through the process, a lot of things don't make no sense. How many things that didn't make logical sense to you, that didn't line up with all your research and your study, that was your opportunity to be obedient, but since it didn't line up with how you process things, which you can control with your mind, like you didn't do it, you, you've missed opportunities. Then you're like, what is the delay? In some of these relationships, the Bible says, submit yourselves unto one another. That could have been in your process of full circle. So you're looking for someone to submit to you, but you're not submitting. You want someone to consider your needs, but you're not considering no one's needs. You want someone to comfort you, but you're not comforting anyone. Right? But your, your, your expectation. And in some, things, some situations have been unfair. Who's to say that God has called you for such a time as this to go through an unfair situation to break through to a level of promotion that's going to assist other people in getting through their unfair situations? But in our logical mind, I have a right to abort my full circle because logically this doesn't make sense. Who says it was supposed to? See, you're supposed to keep going until the full circle. Remember we said full circle is the why. Not halfway through the full circle, you're not going to get the why there. You have to complete the full circle, right? And so just something to think about, you know, this, and the scripture says stuff in this present time unworthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. And so ultimately, he's trying to get us to power. We talked about that last week, dominion, right? He's trying to get us to full power. And you know, full submission leads to full power. Full obedience leads to full power. Not full compromise or I'm about to do my own thing. So, so that dominion is, is, is complete, is sovereign authority. It's complete authority, right? So, so God is trying to set this thing up for us. Now, so some of us along the way, we've, uh, we've missed it or we've cheated or we've slipped and dipped and tripped and flipped. Um, Everything but obedient, right? Can, we, can, can I get an amen? amen? Yeah. Now, I'm just saying, just so you, you know, open your heart up to realize what, what we all realize. That's not even, we don't have to guess. We haven't all been completely obedient. Right? Some of us wasn't completely obedient this morning. Some of us wasn't completely obedient last night. Right? Some of us are, are, are God has been telling us to prepare, and we've been last minute procrastinating. You know, I'll get to that. Or, 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 you know, we say, I'll get to that. So let me ask you. Uh, we we taught, taught on this, what, a month ago. If not now, when? So I'm saying that because are we making decisions in the vacuum of the whole? You know, so, so in other words, like, so everybody's in the room. But let's say we all need to read more. Do you agree we all probably could read a little more? The Bible I'm talking about. Some of y'all don't agree? Let me ask you something. What's wrong with answering the question? Like, is that like, like, are you, is, 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 is that like you, some type of drone or something? Somebody asks you a question and you don't look around, but you just decide, hey, I'm going to answer the question. If you was up here and you asked somebody a question, would you want them to answer it? So why don't you be what you would like? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not, you know, some of us, see again, once again, I ain't answering the question because I don't want to do what everybody's doing. Why are you looking at everybody? Do you have an answer to the question? What's wrong with answering? Right? That's what I'm saying. That's another opportunity to flow with God, but we tripping. All right, but anyway, um, I don't know why, you know, I'm just going to flow with the Spirit. Right? All right, so, so, so we all can read more, right? We agree? Okay. All right, some people agree, some people don't. Yes. Stubborn folk. <laughs> 
hey, stubborn folk don't get promoted. All right, so, so, so we all could read more, right? That's three opportunities there, right? That's not being nice, right? All right, so it might be foolish, something just as answering a question might be foolish to you, but God has taken the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Who's to say? Suppose that was the only thing you needed to do this week for God to cross you over to the next level. But no, you want to go through pain for it to change. You don't want to just answer a question. What are we doing? All right, so anyway, so we all have to read. I'm, I'm, Trina, I'm going to get back to the point. <laughs> okay. The, the people ain't getting the whole question thing, so I'll just get it to the point. All right, so, so, so we all uh, have to read. But if we all say today, we're going to read to another level, are all of us right now at the same place in terms of what we need to read? Okay, so some people, somebody else got another opportunity to answer a question, right? All right, so, so, so we're all not at the same level in terms of what we need to read. But some of us, as we start, so let's say if we go uh, 90 days and all of us have kept pace 90 days. We'll all think we're, oh, so we go 90 days, and Isaac promoted after 90 days. Some of us will be going, well, I've been reading for 90 days too. What was you doing before you started reading 90 days? What's Isaac been doing in 90 days in addition to reading? He could have been reading for 90 days and obedient for 90 days. You could be reading just to say, well, I read Right? And doing everything else besides what you read for your whole 90 days. But see, you understand what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to start looking at the whole. Because so, sometimes we're not looking at the whole. We're just looking at what we believe qualifies us. Right? So just, 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 just again, because we're talking about coming full circle, and God wants us to be accurate and intention. So let's go here, 2 Corinthians 10. I told you that already, didn't I? Uh, We'll start here at verse 4. 2 Corinthians 10, we'll start at verse 4. Uh, well, I guess I can't start at verse 4. I'll start at verse 3. All right? It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Right? And verse 4, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Right? And this scripture will fit right in with... Uh, Wednesday, right? The sexuality's voice. Uh, I have verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Look, and bringing every thought into captivity, right? Every, uh, I'm sorry. And bringing into captivity every thought to what? The obedience of Christ. So, 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 so this is saying not just being obedient in our actions, but being obedient in our thinking. So any thought that's going to not be obedient, so pride, stubbornness, like any, any ego, right? Anything that's not good that's going to pull us out of obedience, we're going to cast down that thought, right? So if I'm, in, and I'm sitting in the service right now and I go, I read more to Venetia, I'm casting that down because that's not, that's not the right thought, right? Right? Okay, some of you agree, some of you don't, right? Or, 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 or if I go, glad I'm not like Minister Lamar, that's not the right thought, is it? So I'm going to cast that down. We definitely cast it down the lust thoughts, right? Okay, some of us are and some of us not, right? All right, so, so uh, and you trust your pastor. Every time I say that, I'm, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to, you know, it all flows in with the service. I'm trying to get you, I'm, like, I'm trying to get you at a small level where it doesn't cost as much. To learn how to flow with God, so at a great level, when it costs a lot, you'll flow with God. When does that start? When you're in a big situation? That's not when it starts. Faith doesn't start when you got this major thing you got to believe for. It starts in the little things. Obedience doesn't start when you're in a major situation and you got to be obedient. It starts with the little things. You got to start developing the, the exercise and the habit of faith. Okay, agreement, we got to flow, right? If two or more agree. Matter of fact, the day of Pentecost, there was on one accord. Uh, uh, they had, you know, they, they were saying the same thing, same speech, speaking the same things together. It says, and the power of God rested on them, right? 
But imagine if somebody just was in their own thing. A little leaven leavens the whole loaf. So you're trying to, you try to teach people. We talked about this in discipleship class. Jesus was teaching the disciples obedience. A part of it was him being obedient. So he was showing them obedience. Then he put them in situations so they can see the results of obedience. Hey, uh, Isaac mentioned it this morning. Hey, go, 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 go to a fish. Uh, we got to pay the tax. We got to pay tax people. They cheating everybody, but this is the law. I'm going to be obedient to the law. So go grab a fish. First fish you grab is going to be money in the mouth. Jesus could have went and got the fish. How come he didn't get it? Why did he send the disciples? He wanted to show them one of the results of them trusting what he said. Come on, go get a fish. For, who go? He didn't, if he would have said go to the bank or go to one of those uh, treasurers or go see what, 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 what Judas got in the bag, he was their treasurer, or go talk to Matthew. He's been collecting money for years. He probably got, you know, some money off to the side. It still would have been like, well, I don't know, this, that, and the other, but they would have, it would have been a lot easier to go. He, he didn't even tell them to go to a bank. He told them to go to the, the sea and fish. <laughs> and they went. That's foolishness to a man. They went and found fish. So one, they was obedient. Two, they went to do something foolish. It didn't make logical sense. Three, they saw the results of it. What do you think they was going to do after that? That's what you talked about this morning, right? Hey, hey, oh, they hungry? Go find somebody out here. We'll see what's that. Well, there's a boy out here. He got a couple of bread and fish, but do you see all these fish? It talked about the, 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 the male, probably 5,000, but the women and children, you're talking about way over 5,000 folk. And they're going, he said, okay, this is what you do. Spread them all out. They could be like, why are we spreading them out? We ain't got no, we ain't got no food. He said, spread them out, put some here, some here, some there. And then they watched him do something. He looked up to heaven, made sure they knew the source. He didn't go, oh, I got this. Like some of us do, God used you to heal somebody. And then we go, I, I'm a healer. You're not a healer. Jesus is a healer. Why are you even bringing up you, I, I'm a healer. I can do this. Why are you saying I? I'm going to yield to God. He's the healer. You see what I'm saying? Right? So, so Jesus was like, hey, God, got to feed the people. Then they start. Look, he told them it hadn't happened yet. It wasn't going to happen until they moved in obedience. See, he was teaching them to, come, to become these great disciples, apostles that you heard about. He was like, he, was, he just took the move. He could have done it. He could have just went around and just said, hey, everybody fed. No, he involved the disciples and he involved their obedience. Because when he told them to start to distribute stuff, they had more than enough and then had some left over. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's trying to teach us. He's trying to teach us stuff. Way back in the Old Testament, when a woman didn't have what she needed, the, the prophet said, hey, go borrow from your neighbor's vessels, empty vessels. No, 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 I wasn't, no, I, we don't need vessels. We need resources to pay our debt. That, that, that's how some of us would have processed. Man, this dude done lost his mind. I need, I need money. I don't need vessels. He says, vessels, he says, and he told, he told her to pour oil in the vessel. But he didn't, she didn't have enough oil. Think about it. If she had enough oil, why is she pouring in the vessel? She just sold the oil she had. It wasn't like this big, huge th thing of oil. Why even use the vessels? Yeah, I got all this oil. Hey, man, you want to buy this oil? He just told her to pour, and all the vessels was filled up with oil. She had so much oil to pay everything she had. He said, pay everything, pay all your debt, and then you got some for your family. Right, right, right. But, but some, she, she had to participate in obedience, too. The king that didn't want to... Get, got prideful because the, the, the prophet didn't come to, to him. The king wanted to get healed of leprosy. He's, and, and, and he sends his servant out, and, and he told the servant, he just tell him to go dip seven times in, 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 in the Jordan. I think it was the Jordan, right? 
that's the one that was dirty, right? Yeah. He said, he says, go, go do this set of time to do it. He's like, man, I'm a king, man. I look like dipping in no dirty water. And then he don't want to come before me? I'm a king. Yo, roll before me. No, little dude, you got leprosy. Ain't nobody, you ain't thinking about your status. You ain't thinking about your, how, how your suits look. Matter of fact, your suits don't look all that good because people just see all them boils on you. You would think you would have some humility to just be obedient. You went to the man of God. The man of God gave you instruction. Don't question it. Just jump in the water, man. And then the guy came back, just like I told y'all today. He came back and said, listen, if he would have told you to do some great thing that looked like this is supernatural, you'd have done it. He tells you to do something simple as go in the water, but you can't do that. And then he thought about it. He's like, man, you got a point, man. He's telling me to do something that costs me a whole lot less than I think I need to do to get this healing. But because I think it's so menial and, and below me, I can't do it. So something as simple as answering a question. You see what I'm saying? Like this, ooh! We making it hard. We making it hard. It can't be that simple. Why can't it? Because it don't match up with your logic? Because it's uncomfortable to your pride. Oh, because you, you've, you've established a philosophy. Let me tell you something. We need to put some of these philosophies on the altar. Because they, we, we arrived at them to protect ourselves to navigate in this world. But we didn't arrive at them to use them to elevate in God's kingdom. And we're holding on to things that's crushing us, man. Let them go. Even if you look bad, let it go. See, that king, they had protocols as kings. Man, let that mess go, man. Get healed. Right? Look, look, you've been traveling around this mountain long enough. Go northward. Why would you think they would travel around a mountain? See, see, in their own mind, oh, no, you, look, constantly, no, no, we need to do this. No, we need to go that way. No, you know, what we do, because, see, you know, because I, I, hey, I guarantee you had at least, least 7,000 of them, you know, because, you know, my experience, experience as a, a hunter and a surveyor, um, and, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a while, breaking down the atlas. So somebody's going, man, somebody's hearing from God, getting a nudge. They're like, yeah, but this, this is the experienced person. Maybe what I hear it's crazy. We probably should just roll with him. So then they, they follow this fool. And it, and it looks different, remember? It looks different, but they're really still going around the same mountain. Then you had the, the, the person that sees the stars. Well, you know, you know I'm, my background is uh, seeing the stars, and, you know, I've created these new things called compasses where we can look at the shadows of the, the light flowing on the shadows. So basically, we're actually northeast with the trajectory of, and so they follow this person. Same circle. Same circle. Same thing, just a different way. And everybody's following their intellect and their philosophies. And this person that communicates as a good orator, and they're strong about what they know and their experience and their background and their, and their degrees and their education. And the whole time there's somebody sitting there that's hearing from God. And I guarantee you, when, when it, it was time to go northward, they listened to the man of God. See, see, so, so stop. Can we just stop? Because if we, st if we, if we stop, we're not only going to hear where to go, we're going to see where we're really at. See, sometimes we don't even see where we're really at. Everything we're dealing with, you can blame it on anybody you want. It's the result of your choices. Sometimes it might be enablement. Sometimes it might be appeasement. Sometimes it might be pride. Sometimes it might be stubbornness. Sometimes it might be blindness. Sometimes it might be lust. Sometimes it might be fear. But if we're honest with ourselves, we have a dog in a fight. And if we, and, and we're also honest with ourselves, there's a reality of where we are. See, we're not, we, we, we act like we're not there. We are there. So, so we're there because of our choices in that moment. We won't allow ourselves to keep going and complete the full circle so God can take us to the next level. And we got great philosophies. Why? 
Well, because this person did this to me and said that to me. And what, so, so as soon as you start processing like that, you're saying your understanding is more important than what God says. Because, but see, they, they, they persecuted me. Pray for them. That's what Matthew 5 says. They used me. Pray for them. That's what my, it never says stop completing your circle. It never says you have a, you're allowed to abort the mission. Well, I was treated unfair. Joseph. Well, like, like it's, it's, God, God has already given us, he's already answered all the questions. It's already, it's already in the book. Joseph, I was abused. It's, it's in there. That doesn't justify, Jesus was abused. And it wasn't just a black eye. It wasn't just a broken bone. So for you to change, you need some nails going through you. Is that what you're saying? Some of, listen. <laughs> Is that what it's going to take? Okay, okay. You need that, that whip with the spikes in it. So what I'm saying, what is, what is our justification? Oh, 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 we were neglected. Jesus was neglected. David was neglected. Betrayed and played. Like what, I, what I'm saying is, we, everybody in this room has gone through something. Every soul in the building. Because of how this world is. We're supposed to take that dirt Shake it off, use it to step on top of, to elevate to the next level. Not to keep looking at, I can't believe they're throwing this dirt on me. You're going to get buried in that mess. You're just going, man, I can't believe they're throwing this dirt. You just, no, you're just going to stay there and get this letter, just bury you? You see, you'll see God take that craziness. And work it out for your good if you complete your full circle. We talk about this Resurrection Sunday. He can resurrect you from there if you just allow him to. But not when that heart is bitter, resentful. Not when it's cold. Not when you're stubborn. Not when you're settling for today's pleasures at the expense of tomorrow's fulfillment. That's unfair, man. It's not... it's unfair to you, definitely, but it's unfair to all the lives you're supposed to be impacted because people are groaning and travailing, waiting for you to manifest as a son or daughter of God. There's, lot, there's people that's supposed to be discipled by you, that's supposed to follow your model of breaking through. And, and, and we sit around and justify our mishaps and our pains and, 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 and the things that's happened as if it makes it okay for us not to fulfill purpose. That's not fair. It's not right. All right. So, what was we reading? <laughs> uh, these things just, these happening. Oh, we read verse 5. Uh, we said we have to have a, be obedient in our thoughts, right? And then verse 6 really is what I wanted to emphasize. It says, uh, having the readiness right? Having the readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And so, so it's understandable based on the scripture that some of us will slip or, or maybe because of some of the things we process through may not be obedient sometimes. But it's saying that you should always be ready to avenge that disobedience by looking for an opportunity to be obedient. Not, well, um, that ship sailed. You know, like, so, so, you know, I told a story. I was at church, and uh, we had an exchange student that I was supposed to give. The Lord told me to give, give this exchange student the money in my pocket. And so, you know, praise and worship. It's, everything was powerful. You know, I think we had our business then, our supplier business. And so, I, so, so our goal was to always have money on us. So I always had money in my pocket. And so the Lord said, give the person money in the pocket. So what I did was I gave the exchange student $20 out of my pocket. And I'm praising words, hallelujah, glory, glory. Get in the car, stop to get something to eat. And, the Holy, and, and then I was about to pull to make the turn to come home. And the Holy Spirit said, what you doing? What did I tell you to do? I said, well, you, know, you told me to get a person money out of my pocket. See, I, I, I added a word. <laughs> I, 
You told me to give the person money out my pocket. That's not what he said. Give the person money that's in your pocket. He said, no, nah, that's not what I told you. I told you to give the person the money in your pocket. So did the person get the money in your pocket? They got some of the money out of your pocket, but they didn't get the money in your pocket. So I gave the person $20. I had about $200 in my pocket. <laughs> and so I called my wife. I said, babe, I stopped at the store to get something to eat. I said, I said, I said, I stopped the store, get something to eat. I said, uh, I said, but the Lord had told me to give this student the, all the money in my pocket. I just gave him a part of it. And then I just spent a part of it going to uh, Wendy's or something. I said, so when we come, we go back to service, I got to get this person the money in my pocket. This is what I told him. So get to service, person's not there. So, so, so I have a readiness to revenge my disobedience to fulfill the obedience. Uh, we, had, we had service Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wednesday wasn't there. Friday wasn't there. Now, w- what I'm processing through is statute of limitations. It's a conversation we have at the home. Like, you know, if you leave something too long, I'll be like, statute of limitations is mine now. Right? So, so that week goes by, and I, the person wasn't there. So I'm like, can't give a person money that's not there. But, you know, I, I stretched myself to the next Sunday. Wasn't there. Next Wednesday, wasn't there. So I'm like, can't give a person money, ain't there, right? And so, so uh, we, we had a, a basketball program that we did, and we gave awards. Uh, we gave them a certificate, uh, and we gave them a, a T-shirts and stuff like that. And so I was looking for uh, frames for the T-shirt, supposed to go to a store, and they didn't have it. So I went to another store that I don't normally go to, walk in, the students in the line. So I was like, ain't this a trip? So I said, so I told the, so I called my wife and I said, sweetheart, the the student's in the line. I said, so, so what I did was I reached in my pocket and grabbed quite a bit of money out and gave the person money. So I was supposed to give you, uh, I was supposed to give you something and I didn't do it. I wouldn't be obedient to God. So I'm talking to my wife on the phone. The Holy Spirit said, okay, you didn't get a person all the money. I said, but I, I said to myself, I don't really have all of it. Holy Spirit said, you didn't even count to see what you had. <laughs> you just assume, okay, you know, here's 140. You know, I'll just give the rest on Sunday or whatever. I went in my pocket, I had all that money. So I gave the person all the money. So I get in the car and I'm driving. The Holy Spirit said, see, you thought I was trying to get something from you. I was trying to get something to you. Now, now at the time, I didn't, it wasn't nothing, nothing happened inside the car. Like nothing miraculously happened inside the car. I was just like, okay. But the person got the money. So I do the award show, I mean, not the award show, but we gave out the awards and we did it during our, our regular worship service. And so the students, I told the story before, but the students had gave, created this wonderful, uh, huge plaque for me because they didn't have money. They're, they're, they're uh, youth, but they wanted to be a blessing. And so they got the money that they had together and created this frame and this picture. It was just beautiful. I just broke down and started crying. Well, people in the congregations just start coming up, giving me money. They start coming up, and at the church, we had a huge church at the time. So people start coming up, giving me money. It took about between an hour and a half or two hours before we started the actual service. Because we did the, the, the awards thing before the word. And they just kept coming up, giving me money. And they had to get a bucket. You know, they had to get a, a bucket to just give me money. So... I got a tremendous amount more than $200. And the Lord said the whole time, I was just trying to get something to you. Don't, don't, don't try to figure stuff out. Just, be, just do what I ask you to do. We were in another service. I'm sitting in a service. Again, I'm talking about full circle, but I'm saying obedience is our process for us to complete the circle. And so we're in a service, and I'm in the back. I was an armor bearer, a personal assistant. I'm in the back. Pastor was running late way late, might have been more like half hour, 45 minutes late. And so I'm in the back, probably thinking to myself, is he ever going to come? But I hear out in the service, it felt like the church was moving. <laughs> like, I mean, literally the building, it felt like the building was like, right. So I'm, I'm really sitting there, man, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the back, the, the power of God is flowing. I want to be out there, but I can't go nowhere because the, the pastor hadn't got there yet. So I was like, I hope he hurry up so I can get out there. Well, while I'm in, so, so look, I'm in a rush to do what I want to do. Well, while I'm in the back, somebody comes up the, 
the back stairs, which you're not supposed to do, but this person calls, he said, I'm looking for you everywhere. So this person hands me money. Like the Lord just placed on my heart to give you this money. I was like, okay. So, you know, so I take the money, put it with the other 50 or so dollars I have in my pocket. So the pastor finally comes. I go out. I stand out. I'm in the midst of the the, the Lord said, take all your money. (laughs) This this is after the other incident. He said, take all your money and give it to your wife. So so we had a choir loft. So they, they was all in the choir. So while the service was going on, I went up because I learned my lesson from the last time, right? And I emptied all my money out and I gave it to my wife. Well, when I gave her all that money, people start getting up, giving her money. Like, like we have it on, on video. Why do we got to show this stuff? And see, she's breaking out crying. People, I mean, droves for about an hour giving her money. But guess else what was happening? Some people were going to give her money on the way back. They was giving me money. So I came to church with $50. The guy gave me another $25, which was $75. I think I left out with $300, and my wife left out with thousands. Just being obedient. Right? So sometimes, not sometimes, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, God has taken us through this full circle process. He's saying, will the circumstances determine your obedience? Do you say to yourself, because I'm going through this, I don't need to go to church today? Because I'm doing this, well, I'll surely get a pass from reading because I'm going through this. Well, this happened to me, so I don't have to be as consistent as diligent. Oh, I'm in school right now, so I can, that gives me a pass to be obedient. What is it costing you? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want a degree with no favor. You just be walking around with a degree and bragging to all the people at a job that you that that doesn't even honor your degree, the degree you have, and they'll be like, "That's nice," and the whole time they'll be thinking, "So why do you work here?" <laughs> and then you can just tell them now. I, I don't have any favor because I haven't been obedient. <laughs> so let's go over to, to <laughs> let, let's let's go over to uh, chapter twelve. Let's go over to chapter 12. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. So we're going we're gonna to focus here on verse 9, but let's, let's, uh, let's start with verse 7 because there was a process to get to this full circle of power that we've been talking about dominion and power for the last few weeks. Um, so verse 7, it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the, uh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Look, he said it again, lest I should be exalted above measure. So what he's saying is I've actually crossed over to a place where I see stuff, revelation after revelation. This is Paul. He says, but I'm, there's a temptation inside of me to think I'm above pretty much you know, a, a person that's solid in Revelation doesn't necessarily have to be at the pulpit. They could be sitting right in the pews. They could be just picking up Revelation, picking up Revelation. But they can be tempted to get puffed up and question everything because they'll lose sight of, of, of seeing what God is saying to the man of God. They'll just be measuring things to their own intellect and their discoveries. But the only way you can do that is if you've discovered everything. You've only discovered what you see. You're assuming that there's nothing else to see. But I can prove to you from Scripture, God's wisdom is unsearchable. It's a whole lot deeper than where you've arrived. And who's to say that God didn't send you somebody that sees what you can't see? Right? So, so Paul said, lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation. See, some of us are confident because we have revelation. But it's not, it's not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be confident in you because you have revelation. It's supposed to be confident in God. Right? All right, let's keep going here. This is so wonderful what God is talking about. All right, so... Wow, he answered that prayer this morning, sweetheart. 
All right, so, so verse 8, it says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, right, that it might depart from me. I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me, right? It says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, right, Look, 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 this is the key, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, so, so there's times when I'm, I'm, I'm see, see, we don't like being in uh, a place where we're not in control, where we don't know everything. We want to be the smartest person in the room, right? And a lot of times we want to be filled up with all knowledge. Right? So, 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 you know, you, you've heard me say this before. I had to grow to learn that every day I need to find out what I don't know, not try to prove what I do. Because there's always something I don't know. And so I'm trying to discover what I don't know. I already know what I know. And actually what I know has gotten me to this place in my life. And if, if I'm satisfied there, if I'm complete there, I guess that's great. But in most cases, well, I use my case, our case, because we talk about it, we're not satisfied where we are. So we need to discover more. There's more we need to know. And so we're trying to find out every day what we don't know. Not trying to justify our position because we don't want to stay there. There's things missing in that position. Sometimes we're in denial. I'll use, I'll use myself. Um, sometimes there's things that we can't see, but we're in denial. Like we, can't, we, we haven't been able to see it for a long time. But, but just our default, we're in denial. So I'll just use me. So uh, I, I took an eye exam last week, and I just did it because we're trying to get our health together. We don't have physicals, colonoscopies, all types of stuff towards the end of the year. My wife took an eye exam because she wears glasses, contacts. She's been taking eye exams. For, I haven't taken eye exams since we've been together. Last eye exam I took was in the 80s. <laughs> but when I, when I went to take, go to the eye exam in the 80s, the guy, when he put the lens in, I know it's different now, obviously, because I, I just went to the eye doctor. But, they, you know, they had the little glass pieces that they would put in to find which one you could see. When they got to the one I could see, again, this is a story I've told before, but I'm going to apply it different. Uh, my, I, listen, the pain was crazy. I had never experienced pain like that. The only time I experienced pain close was when somebody dug their finger in my eye. And so I jumped out the machine I said, listen, man, I can't even look in that thing without pain. He said, you were supposed to put that patch over your eye. You've heard the story before. So he says, we can't do nothing for the eye now. So why am I going back to the eye doctor? I see perfect out of this eye. You've heard me say that thousands of times. Perfect out of this eye, but if I close this eye, I can't see none of y'all. Now I've been rolling. I've been milking that. I'm not even trying to milk it. That's what I believed. And so uh, I had a visual migraine. I've told that story before because I read the Bible the whole Bible in two months, and then I read uh, this manual. Uh, I think I gave it to you. Did I give it to you? Did I give you the making of a leader? A making of a leader, uh, Frank DiMaggio. It's, 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 that ain't no. That ain't no easy read. Matter of fact, when I got the book, I was like, okay, this is a reference manual. And then they told us to graduate that we had to read the book. I was like, oh man, I didn't think I had to read it. I thought, you know, it was something they gave me to have. So I read that in a month, and then right after that I read, because you had to read through the Bible. I read through the Bible before, but integrity, I got to read for class, and I got to turn in um, verbatims for each chapter. I said, oh, my God, I got like three months to graduate, so I read the whole Bible. I was reading like the whole book of Luke in one day, or like the whole book of Psalms in one day, you know. And But what I would do, I would read, the first part of the day I would read half of the book, watch a movie or something, then I would read <laughs> The second half. Literally, this is how I, I got through it. Well, I ended up with a visual migraine. Some people have never heard of a visual migraine. I didn't either until I got it. So after I had the visual migraine, they told me to, to use reading glasses. So as you see me using these reading glasses, this is only because they said, hey, don't strain your eyes. Give it your eyes a break sometime and use reading glasses with the lowest possible, what is it, 150 or something, 125, 150, whatever it is. So that's what I've been doing. My wife has certain reading glasses, and they'll, and, and they'll have more. It might be 300 or something. I can't use those. It, I, I can't do it. So, so when we come up here, 
I go, well, I've been reading. I've been on the computer. I've been saying this for long. I'm on the computer. Man, this is look kind of blurry. Put on my reading glasses. Now I'm good, all right? Some, uh, maybe one out of, now I wouldn't have told you this before, but now I'm telling you now, probably one out of every 75 times I've been up here and forgot I even needed reading glasses. One out of every 75. The, the norning might have been really thick there. But I didn't take it as that. I took it as, well, you know, I don't really need glasses. I'm just using it because of what the guy told me. We've been at restaurants. Some of y'all have ate with us. Man, I, 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 listen, I'm going to be real with you. I couldn't see that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Marcus back there, uh, there's, a, uh, there's some numbers on uh, the ECAM that we use. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, Pastor, uh, give me that time. I said, Marcus, I can't read that. <laughs> I need my reading glasses. So Marcus said, you need glasses. I was like, nah, I just need my reading glasses. My wife, she would come to the study and she'd be like, babe, uh, you want these reading glasses? I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. She says, well, it looks like you're straining. I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So I go to the eye doctor. Just my wife mentioned it. I was like, cool, we can go to the eye doctor. Not going there. And they put the, they did try my left eye. I know I wasn't going to see nothing, so. I was like, listen, I can't. I said, I see a, a, a blurred image. I think it's a big, it must have been a big letter they put up there. I think it's like a big M. But the right eye, bam, 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 bam. You know, I'm rolling. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, so we good, right? So then she put some other, she, she was doing some other things. She says, tell me what you can see now. So she, what did she tell me to do? Take, okay, cover my left eye. So tell me what you can see. And some of the stuff she says, I was like, okay, I wonder why I don't actually see if that's an O or a Q. All other letters I had down. Now, we, we, now we're, at the, we're at the, like, the little tiny letters. But I still was like, that's weird. So then I had mentioned death perception. So they put something where they said, okay, tell me which jumps out at you. I was like, nothing's jumping out at me. They was like, no, like, which one of them? I said, none of them. And you know how you have 3D glasses? The purpose of 3D glasses is when they do 3D, stuff jump out at you. Right? But, but, but this test was to test my death perception. All the things look regular to me. <laughs> so, then, so then they they they're doing lenses where you go, okay, tell me if you see more clear with this and that, this and that. So then we start talking. She says, hey, uh, she says, well, you know, you 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 can't see nothing far in your left eye. You see, you can see nearsighted in your left eye, things up close, right? She says, in your right eye, I said, yeah, I, you know, that's you know, that's probably great. She says, no, your right eye, you can see far away. She says, but up close, it's terrible. <laughs> Even when she said that. I was like, so basically, I just have glasses that's almost like glorified reading glasses. This is what I'm saying to myself. Then I, I, then I get in the car, and I start driving, and like what we all need to do, I did a step back. And I started all, the, the Holy Spirit revealed to me all these situations. Up here, uh, at the restaurant, I went to the mall the other day, and they, I was trying to order, I like the Hawaiian bowls, and the lady said, no, you just order from the list. I said... Because the other store we go to, you point out what you want, right? I said, well, I can just show you what I want. She said, no. She says, you can just read the list and tell us from the list. And when she said it, I said, I said young lady, I can't read that. <laughs> but, I, but I still was saying to myself, because, you know, my eyes are strained from studying all day, right? right? And all these incidents starts popping up. And I just realized, like, up close... When I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I trim my mustache. When I trim my mustache, I actually been using reading glasses. <laughs> but most of the time when I do trim my mustache, it's better for me to step away from the mirror. So, so I, 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 I can see great. But if I'm going like this, I'm like, I wonder why. Man, I've been reading all, because it's normally Saturday night. I've been in the study all day. So I was like, I've been, so, so, I, so I, I left some reading glasses in the bathroom for when I trim my mustache. Nothing else, just when I trim my mustache, not when I shave, right? And I started looking at all these things. I said, man, all this time, I can't see up close out of this eye. It was there the whole time. And this is what the lady said. She said, oh, no, you can't see up close. you just been in denial. She didn't say, hold on, hold on. She didn't say I was saying I was in denial. Listen. It wasn't, because I wasn't. I wasn't saying, nobody was telling me, you can't see, besides picking with, Marcus trying to pick with me. And I'm saying, I, I can. No. My actions were showing denial. 
So sometimes we're frustrated because we haven't been thrusted into that next level because we believe we completed a full circle because all this time has gone by. But there's stuff that we haven't been seeing. And, and with all due respect, I'm going to say what the lady said to me. We've been in denial. We're missing stuff. But we've been in denial. Okay, that's going over real well. <laughs> All right, so let's go to 2 Timothy 3. All right, so, 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 okay, so we walk through Romans 8, 19. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, right? We walk through 2 Corinthians um, uh, 4 through 6. You know, weapons are warfare and our carnal, but mighty through God through pulling down strongholds, casting out all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Being, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? And then having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when all obedience is fulfilled, Right? So we, then we went to, uh, lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation, it was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure, right? I, I besought the Lord thrice. You know, like, get this away from me, right? He said, my grace is sufficient. In your time of weakness, I'm strong. So, so most gladly, I glory in my infirmities and my weaknesses because when I'm weak, he's strong. I'm in power. I'm in power when none of me shows up to represent anything I'm in power when it's all God and none of me, right? Second Timothy. Three, Second Timothy three. So, 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 so this is a part of what's cheating us on our full circle. Look at this. It says, verse 5, 2 3, verse 5. It says, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Look, look, so there's a form, there's a look like. There's a look like humility. There's a look like obedience, right? There's a look like uh, 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 I'm... I'm I'm weak in myself and strong in God. There's a look like, but then there's a, a reality of it. And this is saying people that work harder to look like is denying the power. They're rejecting the power. They're saying, I'm going to take what I need or work what I need to present myself as power. And it happens for a couple reasons. One, you're fake. That's, that's one. Or any of us, we're fake. And we do that, so that's, that's an obvious thing. We worship the Lord in the spirit and what? Truth, right? All right, so that's one. The other thing is you've mastered it so well, the people that God has sent in your life to help you get to the next level, to teach you obedience so you can draw authority, to teach you, give you what it is, you've already presented yourself like you, you have everything already. So you've done it so well, they go, okay, they don't need nothing. We deal with it all the time. People go, well, I didn't know I need to do this. Well, you presented yourself. You spent more time on presenting your accolades than revealing what you need. And every time you get to a situation, hey, hey, just want to let you know my background and my experience and this and that. That's a wonderful thing. And that will be utilized. But that's not what's caused you to not get where you're going. And that's not why he sent you here. He sent you here to get what you need. Not for you to amplify what you have. So we're supposed to be like, and some of y'all, with all due respect, because of the time of life, you're in a rush. Man, I done wasted all this time. Okay, if you're in a rush, we should spend all our time with getting what you need. We ain't got no time to be focused on, uh, listen, because I got this background, I got this experience, I, I, I did this. That's wonderful. Those things will definitely be utilized. But can we get you what you need so we can use them? Can we complete the circle, man, so we can go to the next level? Can we? Can we please? Pretty please? With anointing on top? <laughs> right? All right, so let's go here at uh, Acts chapter 9. So we got this form that's, that's, uh, that's uh, denying power, 
right? But then we have, and this is what happens. Uh, what, was it? what did I say? Acts, Acts, Acts 19. Acts 19, and we're going to lock in here on verse 14, okay? 19, I'm sorry. Did I say 9? I apologize. I meant 19. 19, we'll focus on verse 14. Look, it says, uh, and, and there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Let's just start at verse 11. It says, and God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. So people see these things, right? So that, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. I know we had someone in here who was going through something. We anointed uh, a, a handkerchief. They kept it under their child's pillow, and the child got healed, right? But we didn't do it. God did it, right? So, so this is what was happening. God was imparting things into Paul. Uh, everybody could, didn't have direct access, so you know, he prayed over the handkerchiefs and things like that, and, and the person actually was uh, delivered, right? 13. And then, then certain of the vagabond Jews, so these are Jews too, but obviously they're a little off, vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call, they took upon them. They weren't being led out of obedience, right? They took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, uh, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So they see Paul operating and people getting healed and spirits being moved, and they decide we're at that level too. Based on our background, our experiences, our pedigree as Jews, uh, so, so, so we're going to prove ourselves by calling over these spirits. And there were seven sons of, of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, so these sons were preacher's kids, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, hmm, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Well, who are ye? Verse 16, and the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord was magnified. So you have the sons of Sceva was operating in unauthorized use of power, not approved. Um, and when you have, try to operate an unauthorized or, or, or power, uh, all it does is send out a weak current. It's like a fizzle. Like, there's no power because you're not submitted. You're not obedient. You know, so, you know, some people are in situations, they're going through stuff. You know, they, read, they heard a scripture. You know, I bind you up, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Satan laughing. <laughs> like, you ain't got no power. See, she said, Jesus, I know. That word knows to be intimate with. Oh, he's in, the, he's in the spirit realm shaking us up all the time. Think about demons would know Jesus because they feel helpless in the spirit realm. Paul, I know, this dude's shaking up stuff all the time. Well, who are you? You've never even visited. You've, you have, you've never bound nothing in the spirit realm. Matter of fact, you're unauthorized. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, we're just going to take you out. And this is what's happening because people don't want to complete their full circle. These, these, all these, it was good that they recognized what Paul did. It was supposed to inspire them to complete their process. Not to uh, move them to envy, to push themselves into a position. You know, people be speaking in people's lives. Do you understand? If you haven't been authorized to speak in somebody's life, you can cost them their life. If God hasn't approved you to speak in somebody's life, oh, because you think you approved, that make you approve? So did they. Yeah, people uh, trip sometimes or didn't understand why, you know, we sat under a ministry for 18 years and, and, and even when some things was at times got a little dicey, we didn't budge because 
I'm not going nowhere unless God tells me. I'm not moving until God tells me. I don't care how embarrassing it is, how, how long it takes, how humiliating it is. I'm rolling with God. Because if God tells me to do something, it's not going to be temporary. And then I wanted to know that I know that I know. So maybe, maybe I, 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 I stretch things a lot longer. You know, I'll, I'll admit that, you know, just so before you get me. Um, but it was, it, it was, it, 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 I didn't have the wrong motive. God still blessed it because I had, my motive was I want to make sure I, I hear from God. So I'm going to press and make sure I set myself apart where I know that I know that I know. And I needed to know that I, now. I need to know that I know that I know. I'm serving all these great people. I better know that I know that I know. And so sometimes we don't even know. We just feel, we, we, we just, we like hearing ourselves talk. That's, that can dangerously affect somebody's life. Right? It was, the scripture says, lay hands on no man. Suddenly people lay hands on people all the time because they think they're some type of healing guru. That's dangerous. That spirit going to jump off in you. Right? Just, I, I'm just saying, what's wrong with trusting God and completing the process? See, what, what happens to these sons, a couple things happen. One, they got exposed. Remember? Naked. They was out there naked. They got exposed. And they were wounded. All because they couldn't complete their full circle. Then they were mocked. And the interesting thing is, they probably saw themselves, well, Paul ain't all that special. See, if they really could see, they could see, we need to get what he got. So we need to maybe become a disciple. Right, like, as we were talking about this morning. See, we, none of, some of us have never been disciples. We need to become a disciple. But instead of becoming a disciple, man, we're going to show we can do the same thing Paul can do. Right? And they, they end up being embarrassed, but their embarrassment was used to magnify those they should have submitted to. Their embarrassment was used to magnify who they should have submitted to. Think about what happened after that. The, the people that they, they was trying to show they could be equal with was the ones that was magnified by them being mocked. See, it's, 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 it seems hard. It's not hard. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's hard to see that until you yield, till you let go. Then we did a teaching, the let go, <laughs> right? Till you let go. God's trying to get, trust God. You don't have to worry about Pastor Keith, Pastor Mel, trust God. As I was growing through that 18-year process, similar to David, me and you had this conversation this week, similar to David, David was trusting God, not Saul. Saul tried to kill him twice. What kept him honoring Saul? He said, oh, oh, his boys was like, we got him now. Yo, take that fool out, you know, <laughs> right? And David was like, no, 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 that's God's anointed. If something's going to happen to him, it won't be by my hand. Yeah, but man, if we let this dude go, he may try to kill you again. Suppose he succeeds. David's confidence was in God. No matter what the situation was. And he wasn't just being played. He was trying to be destroyed. That's how jealous Saul was. Well, David took out 10,000. Saul only took out 1,000. Oh, no, we won't be having that. We'll take David out, and then whatever my ratio is, we'll be on top. <laughs> Ain't no, there's no comparison. <laughs> it's just me, <laughs> right? But no matter what, David still rose to the top. You see what I'm saying? Because he trusted God. He was faithful in Saul. Who, who, who got off and still was faithful. That's God's anointed. And even after he got the kingdom, he still honored that man. Oh, no, no find, a, find somebody in his family. That was God's anointed. He might have got clouded. He might have got lost, but that still was God's anointed. We're, we're going to bless somebody in that family. And, and, and the, the, uh, uh, no, it was, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, how you say it? Say again. Mephibosheth. Good, because I never really could get that back. <laughs> right. Mephibosheth. I got it now. Right. You know, because he's, he's a little lame. Well, he took care of him, man. He treated him like a king. Look, see, see what I'm saying? Like David, you think David treated him like a king just because of Saul? No, God. This is where we look, we're, we're, we're missing it. 
It's obedience and trusting God. Do we trust God? Well, if, you, if right now you answer, you don't trust God. If right now, well, you know, I don't know if this will ever happen. That means you ain't talking to God because God will show you exactly what's happening. Well, you know, this person over here, you know, they told me such and such, or I'm going to go over here. Man, when are you going to complete? You know, you know, have 35 jobs in one year. I'm not talking about people that have had no choice. I'm talking about people that as soon as they get uncomfortable, they're going somewhere else. What are you going to complete? Well, didn't we just, well, it's another message, right? When it was something about finishing? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to finish something? And see, that's why freelancers rub God the wrong way. They're not accountable. They're not responsible. They're not all in. And they're not committed, planted, locked, and growing regardless of the circumstance. Man, if these plants out here operate like some of us, we would have no vegetation. Because as soon as the weather's not right, these plants are like, oh, no, we, oh, no, you got me twisted cold? Is that the weather? No, it ain't supposed to be cold right now. I'm out. Some of us roll like that. The conditions change, we change. Anything planted can't change because of conditions. It has to weather the conditions. You should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in your season when you complete your full circle. You ain't seeing the fruit because you can't stay planted. Then you got all these philosophies of why you're not planted. Based on, what are you basing those things on? And I say this all the time, and I don't say it to be facetious. Can you risk all of our lives on those philosophies? Because everything God is telling us to do, anybody else could do it. I'm talking about the baseline of focus, and, and they'll get success from it. Because what? People have to follow you as a disciple. So that means whatever you are doing, somebody else could follow it and they can get fulfilled from it. But if they can't, you shouldn't be doing it. You see what I'm saying? It's a couple of y'all see what I'm saying? Some of y'all don't? Oh, yeah, this is how just... <laughs> I mean, give me some help here. I know it's a sobering thought. <laughs> Give my brother a little shout out. Press through the, oh man, I need to get it together. And just, you know, give me some encouragement. <laughs> I stare at our feet, man. That's enough, man. That's enough. 